Welcome to the 1K Mom Podcast. This is episode number 20. You're listening to the 1K Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fleming, founder of the 1K Mom Tribe. This is a movement of women who are building a business and raising a family and doing both well. Let's do this. So today on the podcast, I've got Kim Santillo, and in 2017, Kim took a big leap and left a well-paying job in the corporate world to start creating life on her own terms. Through her company, Virtual Sanity, Kim partners with six and seven figure business owners to help them focus on what they truly love. Whether she's helping them build a community and brand through social media, systemizing their back end, or simply freeing up some time with project management, she truly takes a vested interest in her clients' businesses and enjoys watching them grow. Kim enjoys spending time with her husband and two sons and loves traveling, purses, yes, <laughs> wine, and all the things pittsburgh sports kim i'm so excited to have you how are you oh i'm good thanks so much i'm excited to be here i love that so pittsburgh yes that is awesome um and let's see what else do i love traveling where's the best place you've traveled i would have to say it was italy um and the reason being we had the the very fortunate um situation to go with my grandfather who we um and he's originally from there so we visited his hometown so it was like we did the touristy things yeah. but then we had a couple days where he took us into like his village where he grew up and it was like the authentic italian like stuff you couldn't get from a tour guide so I think, you know, and he has since passed, but that's one of those things that it was like, you know, such a beautiful place. And then just having that experience, that was definitely one of the best. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, take me into more of Kim and life and business and just give me kind of some gaps from that interview. Sure. So, um, you know, as, as you mentioned in my bio, um, I always like to think that I've had this path to where I've been that was probably much harder than it should have been. (laughs) But um, I think that's what makes it so enjoyable right now for what I'm doing. Um, I, you know, you're in your 20s and 30s and you think, okay, here's how life's going to go. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to have this, you know, great corporate world where I'm a working mom, I'm balancing, you know, everything. Um, And I've always enjoyed working. So it was never you know, never in my path through being a mom and working did I think like, oh, I just don't want to work anymore. I love working. I just, I got burnt out in the corporate world. Um, I got burnt out with, you know, them never really kind of enjoying, um, me never really fully getting to enjoy my kids. And I felt like in the flip side, the corporate world never really truly appreciated me as an employee. You know, it was always like, oh, that's great. You know, what are you going to do for us now? You know, you're just always kind of chasing, um, you know, chasing this, this number. So I've had this long path of being in the corporate world, um, you know, traveling a lot in that job. Um, 
I mean, I, I can't lie. My job had flexibility, but there were still plenty of times, like, as a mom, when I would have to tell my little one, like, oh, you know, no, I know I was supposed to help with that party, but I just can't. You know, I, I have this to do. I have that to do. Um, so I kind of took this unorthodox path of, you know, thinking that I could eke out and just kind of deal with the corporate world, um, even though I was not happy with it much longer than I probably should have. Um, so, you know, in the, in the bio, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I finally made this, this leap. And unfortunately it, it, it was much more drawn out. Um, and, and, you know, I, I kind of kick myself now because it's like, oh yeah, it sounds like I had, you know, so much confidence to do that. And really I had to like force myself to really make that decision. Um, but where I'm at now, I love what I do. I love the people I work with. I love the lifestyle that I'm, I've created. I'm not, I'm not where I want to be yet. Um, you know, I, I, you know, we talked about, I like to travel. Um, I have had the, the opportunity to be able to do my work while we travel. So I'm, I'm still trying to, to build that complete lifestyle of, you know, what I'm looking for, for when I quit the corporate job. But, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a learning experience. It, it really is. And I love that you brought up just how when we look back, we can say, oh, it was this big leap, but it really is a process that we're all on. And it's never this one thing that does it or this one snowball effect or anything. It's just, it's just this overtime thing. It is. And, and I think for everyone, um, you know, for the listeners out there, there will be some people that, you know, may be able to make that leap in a much shorter time. It, it all depends on the person and what you're comfortable with. And I'm, I'm not a risk taker at all. Um, I'm a very, like, I'm the list girl. I'm the organized girl. I, I process systems and, and stuff for people. So, I mean, you have to think that that's how I am. So when I finally got the courage and said, I had enough. And I told my husband, like, I'm going to do this. It wasn't just, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. And it's going to be in a couple months. It was, okay, now let's put together the plan and see what that looks like to make the transition. So, you know, it, it was not by any means me saying, okay, I'm doing this. And I did it. I mean, it was a long where I really planned out every step and got to the point where I said, you know, that's it by this date, it's going to happen. And this is what I have to do to get there. Yes, I love that. And and one of the things I always tell people is there's just some personalities that they can jump without a net and they're going to thrive. You know, they can jump out of that corporate job and be fine, you know, kind of fire to your booty kind of thing and they'll get it done. But there's a good amount of people and I'm a planner. You sound like a planner. You do systems. Yeah, we need a plan and it just might take you longer um, to kind of jump out of that job, so to speak. But you know, whatever it's going to take to get you to be comfortable and to execute and still move forward on that path, the better, you know, if you need to quit that job just and go, then do it or right. if you need to have that transition time, you know? Right. Yeah. So take me back to, um, well, actually just share with me a little bit about your expertise. What would you consider your expertise? I think, um, I think coming from the corporate world where, you know, I, I have the true business experience, um, I think that's kind of allowed me to add a, I guess, a business flair to what I can provide for my clients. So, you know, I consider my expertise helping build social media strategy um, 
and also, you know, as we mentioned, putting those systems and processes into place for businesses who just need you know, to automate their things and kind of get things organized. Um, but I think because I have the 18 years in corporate world, my like strategy and kind of seeing the big picture is really, you know, one of my strong suits. So, you know, that I've always tried to incorporate that no matter what I'm doing for someone. Um, and then, I mean, being organized, I just, that's, you know, that's by nature. And when I'm not organized, I get on my own nerves. So I really try, you know, in everything I do to, you know, if you ask me to do something to really put like an organized process into place. Um, so I think those, those have kind of been the, the big things that, you know, I've really come to say, these are my expertise. And, and that's something that, you know, it took a little time as well, because I think everybody, you know, you kind of go out on your own and you start and you think, oh, I'm going to help everyone. I can do a lot of things. I like a lot of things. And then you realize you really have to focus and take those couple traits that you're really good on. Yeah. And it has, was that hard for you to kind of narrow down on what, what you wanted to focus on? It was because, you know, you, you quit a good job and you're like, I need money. I need clients. And I'm going to do, and I think as a mom too, like we, it's hard to say no, you know, when you say no, you feel guilty. So all these people that are coming, can you help me? Can you help me? It's like, Oh yeah, I could do that. And then you start to realize that it's not your strong suit. It's not your expertise. And because of that, you either maybe don't do the job as good as you want. And that doesn't make you feel good. Or it just takes like a lot longer because you're like, Oh, this is not, you know, I consider myself a smart person. I can learn how to do it. But if it's really not your expertise, you know, they probably really need someone to help them that can do it, you know, in a quicker, more efficient time. Yeah. And when you're doing like the same, um, when you kind of get into your bread and butter services, you can begin to on the back end start to systematize your process and all those things. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's, that's what I wish, I guess I would have thought of earlier on, is that I do this for other people. And then I looked and my own business was like, I called it like chaos. And it was like, what am I doing? Why am I not? And I think that's why because when you're just doing, you know, at one point, I think I was working with seven different people and doing seven different things there was no way that I could put a process into place. So it was once I started saying like, okay, these people, this is not my focus. This is not where I want to go. Once I got to where this is what I was doing, then it's, it's like you said, you get your own, you automate stuff and it's a, it's a no brainer. I love it. Yeah. And so let's talk about systems. Do your systems in your business and the the ones you help your clients with, do you kind of overflow those in your household? I do. I do. Um, (laughs) It's, it's, I, I have to though, like that's me. Um, and that was, I think one of the hardest transitions going from the corporate world to where you're now, you're, you're working out of your home. So, you know, you kind of think like, oh, okay. It's just, you know, it's a different schedule to get into. And sometimes like you, you think you have a lot more free time than you do. And what I found was when I wasn't kind of using those systems and those scheduling and, you know, using the, um, like I use a Trello board for my personal stuff because it's easy and I could see it and I can look and say like, oh, okay, you know, this is, this is what we have to do today. And, you know, that might not be a business thing. It might be a personal thing, but it keeps me on track. It keeps me and and it, then it runs both systems, um, both the home life and the the business life kind of in sync where if they're both on a system and they're both organized out, then, you know, they're both kind of running in synergy. 
I love it. Well, do you have a system that you would recommend? I mean, a lot of our listeners are busy moms, um, just like you, and we've got all the laundry, all the people to take care of. Is there something little that we can start to do in our household? Um, I, I think one of the biggest things that helped me was putting together a, um, and it's simple because you don't need any tools. Everyone can do this, but it was really planning out. And I know like some people will say, Oh, like I plan my shower. I plan to eat. I don't get that extreme with it, but I do do out my month's plan and I have four categories and I use, I color code, I use four colors. Um, but the one is, you know, kind of my client work. And then next I have my business stuff. So working on my own business. And then I have one that would be um, more like my network events and kind of those outside business things I need to do. And then my last one is it's the personal. And that's where, you know, I'm scheduling in so I can look and, you know, say, okay, we have basketball game this day. No, we have kids practice this day. You know, we have CCD this day. We have all of these different things. Um, And that allows you, I think, to get kind of the big picture. And then from there, it's easier then to start systematizing, say like, okay, like these days I need to do like freezer meals, a crock pot meal. You know, if you can then turn that into where you're putting like dinner plans and chores and stuff into an easy system as well. And pretty, you know, next thing you know, it's almost like an automated process. Unfortunately, you still have to do it. Um, But you have it all planned out where it's like, okay, I know this day is going to be this because of this. Yeah. And I do a variation of that with Google calendar and having different calendars for those different groupings Yep, and having the color coding and at any point kind of, um, unselect the other calendars and see, okay, how's my business? Am I spending too much on the admin of my business? Am I spending too much, you know, I don't know, podcasting and and networking, like outgoing podcast interviews, you know, just be able to see at any given moment where your time is going. I do like that because it's so easy to to get, you know, you, you lose track of easily. Like a lot, you know, I was running into the issue where I was not spending enough time on the, the marketing and the business part of my own business. You know, I was putting priorities, of course, you know, family, of course, my clients. But when I, you know, looked at it from an overall standpoint, it was like, you're really not taking that time. And then I felt like I had to really, you know, play catch up and, and kind of work longer than, you know, I had wanted on some things, but because I was lacking in that one area. Yeah. Well, I'm going to read just because this is, I think is very helpful for um, people to know. I'm going to read through the categories that I have on my calendar. And I love that you mentioned this because I think it's, it sounds very similar. Um, yours is just might be on a paper calendar and mine's on Google. But you know, one of the things I've got is categories for something I'm trying to create right now. If you're trying to create a book, you're trying to write something, you're trying to create a freebie, anything you're trying to create that you've got to block out time for, that could be a category business, admin, operations, that sort of thing Kim was talking about. Um, Client work for you, that might be coaching sessions. Um, That might be strategy sessions. That might be you. um, I don't know, Kim, maybe you can give some examples of client work. For me with the client work, I mean, I have um, like one lady that I work with, she runs a podcast. And I know that there are two days a week that her podcast were going live. So I need to have those days blocked out that I'm getting the guests ready and I'm getting, you know, this, this stuff scheduled, um, really anything in there that you have to do for clients would, would fall under that. Yep. And then I've got my family calendar where I invite my husband onto that one. He adds his stuff. <laughs> I had mine. You know, it's so funny. Cause I always get onto him. I'm like, did you look at the calendar today? And 
I sat down at my desk for a 10 o'clock interview today and I looked at my calendar and went, oh my gosh, I missed my dermatology appointment oh. again. <laughs> and I text him I'm like, oh my gosh. And he walks in the room. He goes, did you not look at the calendar? <laughs> like touche, buddy. Got it. That's right. You got, I do like that. I, I have heard of other people inviting their husband onto the calendar so that it's, it's all there. Yeah. And I've got a housework one because I mean, gosh, sometimes I can get out of control. I know. <laughs> um, interviews of me that people like visibility wise, if I go speak on somebody else's podcast, I do want to track that because from the marketing standpoint. Yeah, that's a good one. Visibility are we doing? And then I've got podcasting and then you're going to like this one. Self-care. I do. <laughs> and that's one I left out for the longest time. It, you know, it, yeah. that was going by the wayside when I was trying to prioritize everything else. I didn't have when I started a me tab. Like I, it just didn't. And now that was one of the things for 2018 that I really focused on. Um, so now like I schedule in my exercise where mm-hmm. I have it, you know, I take a, a class three times a week and I have it on my calendar and it's highlighted in for mine. Um, you know, like mas- just massages, facials, anything that's in there, even for some people, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, you're starting out, you want to spend money, but go take a walk or just have meditation or just time when you're checked out of all of the technology, the kids aren't around, even if it's 15 minutes to schedule in. If you don't schedule it though, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll schedule some things and sometimes they don't happen, but it's just, it's this habit I'm trying to get in of putting myself a little bit further ahead than I'm used to. I agree. Again, as moms, you know, if there's something that we have to kind of cut off the schedule for something, it's usually us. But like you said, if it's, if it's there, there's probably a better chance you'll at least do it more often. Mm -hmm. So tell me about some systems in your business that just streamline your workflow, simple type of things. I think one of the easiest things that I did right off the bat, because anyone could really do this, um, you know, it's just a simple one to incorporate from the start is um, just social media. You're, you know, putting um, a system in place, whether you're doing a content calendar for a couple weeks, so that if you sit down, you take the time to plan out, maybe set a half hour, hour aside to plan out either like two weeks to a month, um, and then use a scheduling tool that that cuts time down and you kind of have a plan in place. Um, so that's one of the, I think the easiest things that people can do because it's, you know, there's a lot of easy tools out there and it, it doesn't and take a lot of investment in money time or also just time time. Um, you know, I mentioned the, the Trello board. So for me, I had used tons of project management tools with various clients, but I was like, why do I not have this for myself? And I still have like my list and my calendar because I'm just crazy that way. But once I started doing a Trello board and I break it down, not just, um, so like I'll put on there if I have say different like trainings that I have, that I want to get through, like I'll put a section with that. I have a section that has different um, like books when someone recommends a book, mm-hmm. I'll throw those on so that if I'm, you know, kind of doing my calendar and I might say, which, you know, when does this really happen? But, oh, there's a day when I don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I can look at my board real quick and be like, oh, you know, that's probably a good time that I can fit in that training. Um, and then I also just put on there for my own knowing, like my cl- individual clients, they each get a little um, slot so that I'm making sure that I'm keeping up with theirs. But, um, you know, Trello is another easy one for people that like the list because it's so easy to just set up and slide over and check things off. Um, and there's a great app for your phone too with Trello. 
Yeah, I, I, I've had it on there and I have not used it as much. I don't know why. Probably because I'm always on my computer. Yeah. But yeah, for people on the go, that's, yeah, that's a good one. So for scheduling social media, have you found um, with your clients if it decreases like their reach? Because there's been talk about Facebook not liking the schedulers. Anything like that? For Facebook, I yeah. use the Facebook publisher. I schedule within Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, for the others, all the other the other platforms, well, Instagram, um, not. But hey, like for it just got released. We can schedule now. I saw that. I did see that Exciting. on the thing. Um, so I do have to start incorporating that. It was like a big thing. Like I saw, I forget who posted. Like Instagram, we can schedule. Like, and I think, wow. I think Hootsuite is the first one that's rolling that out. Instagram, okay, really. that's what I, I I personally use Hootsuite. Um, just because it was you know the first one that I started with, yeah, but I've honest, used I think. some. Yeah. But I've used you know, some of the others, but it was just so easy that I've never really changed to it. Um, but I use, yeah, so the Facebook, I, I always keep that within because we are very concerned about the algorithm and, and whatnot. Um, but for, you know, when people incorporate the LinkedIn, Twitter, then I kind of take that content off Facebook and, and use it over into those. Gotcha. And do you have any tips on figuring out frequency or time of day that we should be posting? Yeah, there are, um, you know, I think when we talk about frequency, a lot of people get afraid of, oh my gosh, if I post too much, I'm going to turn people off. And there are two things that I say to that. Number one, especially with Facebook, we have to remember, not everybody sees your post. (laughs) The Facebook algorithm makes it that I can put a post out there right now and Facebook's going to decide who they're going to show it to. Um, where you may and not see not it until be, yeah, Friday next exactly. week. Exactly. That happened to me the other day when there was a, um, like a webinar that I wanted to jump on and I got the notification two days after and it was like, but that's, you know, that's somebody just said Facebook likes Facebook likes itself more than it really likes us, which is kind of funny when you think of it. Um, so don't be concerned with frequency that you're doing too much. Um, just because with the algorithms and everything that's incorporated and that's, you know, that's a whole big issue on its own, but there's, there's a chance that someone's not going to see if, if I posted two, three times a day, someone's, I'll be lucky if they see it once a day, probably. Um, the second thing is if you're really doing social media the way it should be 80% of the time, you're really supposed to be providing helpful content. Um, so that's, and people are like 20%, like if I'm, you know, one out of five times, it's really only supposed to be, you know, the, the sales or more promotion. So if you're really doing that right, um, I don't, I don't really think you can be doing it too often. Um, and there are a lot of different, um, just times when, depending on the difference, um, platforms that you're using when is really, you know, best to, to post. Um, and it's very, I mean, it's funny whenever you kind of read it down to the detail, cause I mean, you have to consider two different time zones and if you have international people in there as well, but, um, you know, it's funny because I think, I think it's Instagram, Instagram or Pinterest. One of them is something like a great time. It's like, it's approaching like midnight Eastern time. And it's like, but then I guess if you figure, you know, someone, and it's like a Friday or Saturday night as well. So you're like kind of chilling at home. I guess you're on Pinterest when you think about how it's used. 
So, um, you know, that kind of, that kind of makes sense. You have to consider too, like people jumping on, like, you know, some people at lunchtime, if people are doing the true, like, you know, working during the day, um, just those different times of, of days, but there's definitely, um, you know, that's something that I, I have in one of my, my, um, PDFs that is available and I, I'll make sure that, you know, it's a, a free guide that the listeners can get if they will, but that's one of the things that we put in there. And we could get lost for days in this strategy and it's, it's almost minutia, honestly. And I think anybody who's listening to this podcast, they're either starting a business, wanting to start a business. You could get so trapped in this little hamster wheel of social media. And I think at the end of the day, focus on that quality content. Like Kim said, don't be afraid of overposting. If you're coming at your audience with a ton of value, um, whether it's your own or somebody else's and focusing on that 20% promotional time, that's, I think you're going to win regardless of what time or day you're posting. It's so true. I, I agree. The, the times, I mean that, you know, it is what it is. There are times when things get viewed more, but honestly, I, I completely agree. If you're, if you're giving your true audience what they want, they want, they'll want more. I mean, if yeah. it's stuff that they can use um, and just, you know, a quick add on to that is, if you're just starting out with social media, don't think you can't be everywhere. You can't be on all platforms. You need to do, and just because I do think everybody needs to be on Facebook, but then I say to take one or two other platforms. So depending on who your target audience, you have to be where they are. You know, you, there might be someone using Twitter, but if your target audience isn't on Twitter, don't do Twitter. Um, same with, you know, Instagram or, or LinkedIn, you know, that you have to be where your audience is. So if you're doing that right and focusing on the content, um, you'll, people will want to see you more. And that leads into my next question, which is, do you think the platforms have just like differences? Like, do you think we can repurpose things across all of them? Or do you think we've got to create specific things for each platform? This, this was an interesting question that was in one of the, the social media communities that I'm in um, that came up the other day. And, um, you know, someone just flat out asked, like, do you, you know, and I, I personally like to change it up just a bit. Um, so I don't. You know, but then you think about what I just said, which is somebody's probably not going to see your stuff on yeah. every platform. So you are, you know, hitting up. Um, so I guess with keeping, if I want everyone to to not get overwhelmed by social media and think, oh my gosh, because I mean there is a lot. Like you said, I mean we we five hours you could talk about it and just all the different um, minutiae about it. But I, I want you to to see it as it doesn't need to be complicated. Like let's keep it easy, especially when you're just starting out. So I think because of that, um, that you know repurposing as much content as you can is an easy way to just get your stuff out there. Because at the end of the day you want your stuff out there because if you're not visible, nobody's going to buy from you. Nobody's going to, you know, join your list. Nobody's going to join your membership, whatever you're trying to promote. Um, so, you know, I, when I do stuff for people, I do like to just change it up a bit. I'm not saying a ton, but just, you know, give us maybe, you know, a slight little change to, you know, what I put on Facebook versus if it's going on Twitter versus LinkedIn. Um, just, you know, thinking of the different audiences and how they are a little different across those. Um, but, you know, if that's, if that's, what's going to hold you back and, and not make you, you know, do social media, then please just get your stuff out there. Yeah. And it's almost like, I like to think of it like each social platform is a different party and they all have different dress codes. And this is a great, I like that. Those visual people, <laughs> Twitter, you need to show up in 160 character right. dress. Like that's, <laughs> 
all you got. Um, YouTube, you better have a three to five, six, seven, eight minute awesomely right. produced video. Um, <laughs> different dress code. I love it. <laughs> but you can't, like, I've seen a lot of people take, um, and I, I think I started doing this, but I've stopped recently, but putting Facebook Live videos on YouTube. But it's just, it's such a, oh. doesn't want to consume that content there. No, no. You know, and then, um, so we just got to be mindful of just the different dress codes. I don't right. really know how else to say it, but you know, um, so I, I'm a huge fan of repurposing, but like Kim said, making it specific to that platform, like your blog post may be awesome. Great. Grab a little quote out of there and put that on Twitter. Right. So, and I'm a huge fan too, of picking one to two social platforms. Facebook, I think is the biggest. You've got to be there. Yeah. And pick that other one that's going to be the best for you and your audience. Somewhere you're going to be excited to show up, but also somewhere where your audience is hanging out. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's one of the biggest mistakes I see when people say social media doesn't work or they hate it. It's then you, you turn and look and you say, okay, what? Well, and they name like four and five platforms. And it's like, well, you can't be good. You know, this goes back to the can't be good at everything, nor should you try to be because I highly doubt that the people you're trying to reach are on all of those. So keep it simple. Yes. Well, tell me a little bit more about your process um, when to niche down and really figure out where your zone of genius was and who you liked working with. Um, I think one of the, it's funny because when you, when you start out and this is, I think with so many things in life, you always go in with this one idea that you think like, Oh, you know, Oh, I, I don't think I'd work well with those people or, and one of the things I thought were coaches. Um, and I don't even know why I thought that, I guess, because, you know, a lot of them, especially when they're like, like these life coaches and, you know, or health coaches or business coaches, like coaches tend to be, um, I mean, a lot of them are good with like the organization, but it's like, they have the creatives, they have all these ideas and it's hard to reel them in. It's hard to keep them focused. And for me being such a like, buy the book, like this is that I'm like, there's no way. Like I have trouble, you know, dealing with people like that, that I can't reel in. And once I got out there and started work, first of all, there's some of the most giving, you know, people that there are. I mean, they, they really just truly want to help people and they have so many great gifts to offer and services and just, you know, so many really things to offer to the people they're trying to serve. And I, I truly believe that almost all of them are just great people. Um, but I actually found that kind of that, um, that yin and yang work together where they knew, I mean, they know that they need someone to kind of reel them in and get them in a system. And they, they know how they are. Like they'll say like, Oh, you know, well, I have trouble keeping on task and you know, I start this one idea and then I turn and pivot and I never follow through with it, but it, it worked well because they appreciate the offerings that I have. Like for me to be able to say, well, okay, like I see where you're going with that, but why don't we just wait? Let's finish this out. Or I can take it from here and do this. And then they're already thinking about, you know, what the next thing they're going to give you. And it actually works well. Um, so I think, you know, kind of going in with the type of person that I wanted to work with, it was just really getting in and talking with and meeting a lot of these people that really brought me to that. Um, in terms of actually niching to what I wanted to do, um, you know, if someone's just starting out, I don't, you know, I definitely don't tell people like, Oh, don't, you know, like, you know, some people say, okay, you have to niche. I think it's okay for a while to not worry about that. Just go out there and see what there is. Because I think when you get into this, 
I'm going to start a business from home. You have no idea everything that's out there. You really don't. And I was the same way. I mean, I started thinking, oh, I came across this term virtual assistant. I'm going to see what it is. And I was like, oh, this is something I could do. And then when I started talking with people and they're like, well, you know, you have this, this corporate background, like you could do, you know, more with strategy and business planning and like operations and systems. It was like, oh, okay. You know, but what, what I like that is the other thing. Um, and I quickly found that while I do enjoy, you know, virtual assistant work, um, I really liked kind of getting into more of this, this strategy and helping businesses grow. Um, and social media is a great way to do that um, because there is like five people could be sitting before me and, you know, they all have a different plan. So it's always something that's, that's different um, depending on the person's business. So, you know, in terms of niching, it was really kind of those two points that come together. Like, what are you good at? Um, and then what do you enjoy doing? Because sometimes like the things that I'm good at, I found at the end of the day, like, I can't do this every day. Like it was getting to the point where I'm like, I just don't enjoy that type of work. So I think it's that, you know, finding that happy medium between where the two come. Yes. Um, so, so seven, six and seven figure coaches, that's really where you, you work, right? Yeah. That tends to be majority of the, the people that I work with. And they all have ideas. Like I'm just thinking there's 20,000 different ideas running through my head at any given moment. Yeah. And how do you, do you have like a system or a way that you can like kind of store those ideas? Because there's a lot that are great, but they might need to incubate for a little bit. Or like you said, we just can't focus on this quarter. (laughs) We can't do all the things. I know we can't do everything now. Um, I think a big part of that starts when you first start working with someone and that's, you know, whether you have an intake form, whether, you know, one of my, one of my clients, she actually did. And it was great. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing because she has so many ideas running through her head. Like she can't email it to me or she can't do this because there's so much. So she would record me a loom video and send it to me. And I'm like, Oh, this is great. Like, first of all, I get to see her pleasant face, but then it's like all her ideas she can get out. So, you know, even like, what is that called? Loom? Loom. L-O-O-M. Yeah. Where you just, you can record videos and, you know, it's a quick, easy way. It's, it's free. Um, you can record, you know, if you want to do an instructional video to someone. So her and I started communicating that way. Um, you know, I would like jump on, I'm like, oh, okay. Like we're having this issue in AWeber. I jump on and be like, I think if we do this and just back and forth that way. Um, but that's a good way to kind of, and then it's saved. So then we have all those ideas in. Um, but I think, you know, that, when you initially start working with someone or even just having check-ins along the way when you're working with someone just to kind of, um, you know, see what their goals are, see what they have planned out. And then I think a big part of it is being realistic and okay. Yeah. You want to do those five things and you want to do them all next quarter. That's probably not going to happen because for some of these we need, you know, six months or, you know, that's where kind of my, my project management mind comes in of, let's put, I'll put a plan together and we'll be able to, you know, then see how we can do all of this. Um, but it, you know, big, it has to be the communication because, you know, unless you're, you know, letting people know and, and having that dialogue of like, yeah, these are all great ideas, but you know, let's be real. And I'm, I'm a very realistic person. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of what I like to bring to the table of like, yeah, let's do it all, but we need to be realistic on how much time it takes. Yeah. And if you find yourself as one of those people that has constant ideas, you need to um, recommend, I recommend coming up with your own system. Like 
I'm a big fan of, of somehow incorporating thinking creatively into your everyday routine um, because creativity is a muscle. And if you are constantly writing, you know, in your morning routine, writing down some ideas and just getting in that habit, you're going to become more creative. Just, it's just the way it is. Um, but if you can have a way to capture those ideas so that they don't get lost, but they also don't distract you. So, you know, there's an app out there called swipes that I love to use where you can just type a little idea and swipe it and it goes into your little queue of things to do. And so you keep kinda, your little like create, create a file. Yeah. Yeah. And that way, you know, you're not getting distracted. You know, your quarter one plans, you know, your quarter two plans, whatever. Um, you can pivot like maybe it's a quarterly meeting with your awesome virtual helper, Kim. I don't know. And then you can just talk about that next quarter plans and what do we want to table? What do we want to bring in? Um, but definitely keep a creative routine and a way to capture those ideas. I like that. I, I made, see, I made some notes here myself from this. It's great. It. Well, Kim, let's go on into the last little bit where we've got some quick questions for you. And um, every mom on the one came on podcast answers these. So I would love to hear your response. All right. The first one is one mom and business owner hack to help others manage motherhood and business. Well, I would say it is, for me, what has really helped is, um, you know, I think it's, it's easy because we are at home to let that work time roll into family time. And I'll hear a lot of people say that, uh, you know, I mean, I quit a corporate job because I wanted more family time. And then sometimes it seems like I'm working a lot more. So I think um, just really making sure that when it's family time, and I mean, things come up, you know, if I'm working with someone who has a launch, it, it is what it is. Um, but not letting that roll into it. So, you know, sometimes I'll find that after the kids go to bed, I, you know, I could jump on my computer and, and catch up on some things, but I really tried during that time that set aside for family. I'm not on my phone or I'm not on the computer. I'm um, same things with weekends. I, I am more productive on the weekends. Like sometimes a Sunday night I'm planning out the week, like that's fine, but you don't want to be spending the entire weekend you know, kind of letting that roll in. So I think when you do that, then you kind of appreciate the balance of the two and the kids will see it for what we truly really want it to be is that we get to enjoy them. And it's not like, Oh, mom's home, but all she's doing is working. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could do it all over again, what would you tell yourself or start with? I would tell myself, um, I mean, I personally would have just told myself to have the belief in myself that I could make this happen sooner than I did. Um, you know, it, it, it's always those that our mind is so wonderful, but in the back of it, it's, you know, your head is always like, Oh, you know, did I do the right thing? You know, always that self doubt that comes up at times, even when you're, you're good at what you do and you're confident in what you do. It's always like, did I make, I would tell myself from the start of, you know, you always find a way to make things happen. You're a smart person. It'll work out. You know, this is not a life or death situation. Um, just, you know, believe in yourself that you're going to make it happen. And, and I would have done it sooner, obviously. For sure. That belief is huge. Okay. Well, I'm so curious to hear your answer to this one, but your favorite app, software, or system that you'd recommend right now? Oh boy. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, there's so many and they keep coming out with new ones as well. Um, you know, there's, there's something for everything. Um, 
You know, I think I'm going to go with, and this is just, it's such an easy basic one, but I am going to go with my Trello board um, and Trello just because, (laughs) because it's a giant list. um, Just, I think it's so user-friendly and it's so easy for anyone, like any, you know, you could jump in and you can learn it in like five minutes for what you need it to do. And so versatile. Like I've, I've used it to help network marketers create um, their follow-up system. Like they put their list in there. Oh, like wow. Nice. Yeah. Locations. And yeah. Part, you know, the step in their process that the client is. And you can make it as, you know, it, it fancy and extreme as you want, or you could keep it basic. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Trello is awesome. I'm team Asana right now. I'm really a fan of Asana. I've used, I mean, I've used them all. Yes. <laughs> yeah, teamwork, base camp, everything. <laughs> yes. Well, tell us what the best book you've read and what you're looking forward to reading soon. The best book I read was actually one called um, Pivot. Mm. And I liked it because it really, I think, puts into perspective, not just um, life in general, but business. And, you know, the author, um, it's a female, and she says that life is a series of pivots. Like it's not a matter of if you'll have to make a pivot, it's when. And I think, you know, when you, especially when you start out in business, like you think everyone's afraid to, you know, turn and make a change. Like, okay, no, I said I was going to do this. So I got to stick this out. Like if it's not with what you're good at or you're, you know, you is really making you happy. Like, don't be afraid to make a pivot. It's, it's okay. Like it's not gonna, you know, and that's, I mean, life in general, I mean, something's not working out. It's okay. You know, try something else. Um, but in the book really just kind of put in, and, and I think gave me that confidence of, because when, you know, when I was starting out and helping everyone, it was like, oh gosh, like how much should I really, if I'm not enjoying this? And, you know, I read that and it was like, look, like this is, and you hear it all the time with people in business, like, oh, okay, I'm changing my business focus or I'm no longer doing that. I'm doing this. Um, so I think, you know, that's a, it's in like, even if you don't own a business, um, I mean, it's just a great one because life in general, when we can't be afraid to stay on that, we're never gonna be on that same path forever. You always have to have little changes in life. Um, and the one that I'm, I actually think I have it in here. The one that I have set to read next is, um, oh, Think and Grow Rich. That's a good one. Yeah. I, you read it? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. It's an oldie and a goodie. Yeah. I, yeah, it's like it's it's these books have been around for forever. It's not like you know, <laughs> old reliables. Um, but I had that one on my list just because of the whole like you know when I'm at the point in my business where I'm really kind of looking to make the next step and scale up myself and. Um, someone had recommended some, you know, there's a whole money mindset with running a business. Um, so that's why I, I need to probably jump on this one quicker than not. So thank you. This reminded me to probably get on there and <laughs> get that download and start reading. And I've never heard of pivot, but now all I can think about in my head is that scene from friends where Ross is screaming <laughs> pivot, <laughs> pivot, <laughs> pivot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kim, tell us where our audience can connect with you on social media. Sure. So um, on Facebook, I'm at Achieve Your Vision. And um, my page is my my business name, Virtual Sanity. Perfect. Um, and I also, I mean, my, you can visit my website. It's, it's KimSantillo.com. And I'm also, for those of you that are on LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn as well. 
and I'm just redoing my whole Instagram. So that, um, that'll be out and about and I'll make those change on my website when that comes. But those are going to be my kind of my three places of that you could definitely reach out to me. And, um, you know, I'd love any questions or anything that anybody has about anything that was discussed. I mean, I'd love to hear from you. Um, and hopefully, you know, you found some good tips and if there's anything I can help with as well, please, you know, feel free to reach out, say hello. Um, and tell us about that social media PDF you have for us. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I was in the process of, you know, in 2018 kind of creating all these, um, just different, you know, redoing my freebies coming out. Um, but one thing that I found that, you know, and, and this is more uh, a concept of keeping social media easy, um, where it goes through just all the tips that you can do to make sure that you're mastering social media. So um, the freebie that you can get on my website, I actually call it um, how to take your business to the next level by mastering social media. So it's for, you know, anyone who just needs some tips and tricks and there's some little um like little ninja tips in there that will will help to make sure that you're you know kind of mastering social media to the the utmost um you know just little you know regardless of what platform you're on there's something that you can you know definitely find out for yourself awesome i'm so excited about that well thank you so much for joining us today oh thank you for having me i'm so glad to to be here with your audience Thanks for joining us for today's episode. For a full recap and show notes of the episode with some helpful tips and tricks and links to what was mentioned, head on over to 1kmom.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would be so honored if you would leave us a review on iTunes, screenshot today's episode, share it on Instagram, tag us in your stories at Katie Fleming, and let us know what you loved. Thank you so much for being a part of the 1K Mom tribe.